Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. You've got Lexi and Jordan here again today. How are you? Doing good. We just finished um, an episode about food. So food is all in my mind right now, but we're going to switch to decorating now. So this is kind of part of a series we mentioned that we're just going to do some different um, topics like about about things that um, our minds are constantly thinking about since we're women at home. So um, with decorating, we're just kind of kind of shoot from the hip here today. Yeah. <laughs> we're just winging it, guys. <laughs> So, so so maybe we should maybe you should tell people why we're doing this. Like why are we talking about domestic y stuff so practically? Like we're literally just gonna talk about how we've decorated our houses. Yeah, so I think I think especially with decorating, it's really important to remember that as Christian women, part of our calling is to incarnate love to our family, um, to turn our to turn our husband's paycheck into love in a way that our children can visibly and tangibly see and hear and taste and touch. And your home environment has a lot, a lot to do with that. And honestly, if you're going to be home all the time and if you're going to be homeward focused, it needs to be a place you like to be. (laughs) Right. So um, I remember someone once saying like, well, we just rent. So I don't really care if all of our stuff is from the thrift store and I hate the color of my walls. And I was just like, a part of me died hearing that because I was like, I don't know if I could live like that, like not enjoying or not taking full, um, responsibility for where I am just because right. it's somebody else's, if that makes right. sense. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if like certain people are wired differently. I guess so. But like mm. for me, I aesthetics are extremely important to me and it has mm-hmm. been my entire life. And I don't know why, but like the way something looks is super important to me, almost over functionality. <laughs> like, okay. And, and, and my dad and I went round and round with this as we were building our house, obviously, because oh. I'm like, but I would rather have this beautiful light. And he would be mm-hmm. like, but you need a ceiling fan. <laughs> and I'm like, but do I? <laughs> you know, just yeah. simple things like that, that it's like, I don't know why, but the way things look has like really strong ties with the way I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, decorating and like home decor stuff, all of that has come very naturally to me because it's always been mm-hmm. super important to me. And I don't know if it's because it's also been important to my mom and came really natural to her. So I oh, yeah, yeah. Like super cozy, like really, really great home environment. And mm-hmm. and uh, and I think we should also say that um, cozy has a lot to do with the mom's attitude, not just the way that she does. Oh yes, absolutely. So when I say I grew up in an awesome cozy home, it's because my mom was super, and my dad, my family were super loving and like put intentionality into the home that we grew up in, the way Mm -hmm. it looked and the way it felt. Um, but a part of that coziness for our home, I want it to be the way that it looks. I want it to look Mm -hmm. cozy and inviting, um, not only for hospitality reasons, for but for the people that live here, I want it to feel mm-hmm. to them, accessible to them. Um, I want it to be a place that they feel like is theirs. And mm-hmm. this is true just like observably in my life. But I mean, I've also read studies about this, about the connection between a chaotic atmosphere and the chaoticness of how you feel. So mm-hmm. I don't know, all that's kind of like something to think about. But for mm-hmm. me, like I want things to be beautiful. And yeah 
a certain kind of order. Um, mm-hmm. talked about this before. I know that clean doesn't mean lack of messes. There's obviously <laughs> people that live here, so there's messes. But like in my decorating, I'm thinking like what will feel cozy and inviting and safe for my mm-hmm. family that lives here. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest challenge with a Christian woman is thinking of not only beauty, but how to make it functional for those who live there. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if you just have a beautiful home, but it's not functional for those who live there, it's right. not going to be a place that they want to be. Right. But if it's only functional and you're never thinking about beauty, that's also not a very inspiring life to lead. <laughs> right. Right. So Lexi and I, we talk about this. Sometimes we talk about kids' rooms because we're always talking about toy organization and like how to make this all work. And we talked about this with um, the Pinteresty toy organization mm-hmm. and like, okay, mm-hmm. only red cars can go in this bin. <laughs> okay. In what world does that actually happen and like keep happening? I guess, I don't okay. know. Maybe if I you had to tell child, you this the other day, host other children at your home. Yeah, that's true. Maybe if you're just, yeah, never mind. I won't go there. <laughs> I do have one bin. So I, I do keep them fairly organized, but then I have one bin that's like, I don't know where this goes. So put it there. Yeah. So unfortunately, a lot of the time that gets that one's overflowing. should go elsewhere. <laughs> yes. But it does help keep some order while still yeah. allowing room for the children to clean up oh, yeah. on their own and take oh, responsibility. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have bins. It's just not mm-hmm. 1,000 of them perfectly categorized. Yeah. It's just to get them off the floor, you put them in these baskets. Okay. So, so to get really practical, I have a yeah. question. To you in the book, let's see, I mentioned the one I'm reading. The Nesting Place, but I read her other one, um, Cozy Minimalist. It was very, very good, and I learned a lot of things from that book. She has some things that, to her, say cozy in a room. Do you have things like that that say, this makes a cozy room? Okay, what are they? Well, um, if you ever come to our home, I don't know if you would actually recognize this or, like, pick it up, but I have 1,000 small lights (laughs) I don't like having just like a big overhead light on. I want to have like a bunch of lamps on in the day. So Jared always teases me because before we go to bed at night, he like walks around and turns all the lamps off. There's not just like one switch that you turn off. Mm -hmm. There's a million little cozy lights that get Mm -hmm. turned off. So for me, lighting is really important. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I just like having soft lights rather than a big overhead light. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's super cozy to me. Um, What else? Uh, Good smells. It's important to me. That's not necessarily a decorating thing, but I like my house to smell mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it sets uh, an atmosphere for sure. Yeah. Um, I think smell is more is really, really tied to culture for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, what else feels cozy? Well, like all of our walls are painted white in our house. We have like one accent wall that's like a almost black. It's like a – it's called iron ore. It's like a very dark gray. Um, but all of our walls are white in our house and I wanted it. I wanted them to all be white because I love that Scandinavian looking decor style. But once we were in here, I was like almost nervous to hang things on the wall. Cause I was like, I have all these like oh my gosh. drywall new walls that are all white and beautiful. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't want to like mess up my walls. But then once we got in, I was like, it doesn't feel cozy. Like when yeah. I hang anything up or I'm like scared to put things on the walls, I'm like this doesn't feel cozy. So mm-hmm. now that I've like, hung pictures on the wall and like have all my decorations in place. It feels very cozy to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, for me, hanging things on the wall, soft lights. Okay. I don't know. What about you? Um, well she did. She definitely in that book, she mentioned, um, lamps, lots of lamps. So mm-hmm. I went out and I bought lamps. So a challenge that I have though, with our main room 
none of the seating is against the wall. So I can't necessarily, I don't want to have cords like going from the walls to the seating. So a lot of our lighting has had to kind of remain on the outside of our big room, which is fine, but it's just, it was, it's definitely something, a challenge that I have to over overcome. Um, but then she talked a lot about having different textures, like, um, building with textures Mm -hmm. in your room as well. So having throws and stuff like that, which Rugs. At first, I was super averse to that, mm-hmm. but then I was talking to Paige recently because Paige, I know she loves she loves throws and pillows, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, Paige, I know I really need to get this throw, and it's gorgeous, and I just got it in the mail, and it's magenta, and I love this throw that I got. Okay. But I was like, I just don't want to do this. I know it's just going to end up on the floor 50 times a day. I'm going to fold it 50 times a day. And she was like, it sounded just like talking to you. She was like, well, just time yourself. I timed myself recently and it took about 10 minutes to put all my pillows and my throw back. And I was like, oh, 10 seconds. Did I say 10 minutes? I meant you said 10, 10 seconds. minutes. And I was like, I don't I meant like 10 right. seconds. I meant 10 <laughs> seconds. But I just yeah. I thought, you know what? The cost of feeling like my living room is more inviting is worth 10 seconds a day. Oh, yeah. Absolutely worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I have a nice cozy wool magenta throw that you I can use if you it. come over. <laughs> I see it so bad. Please send me a picture after this. Yeah, I'll show it to you. Um, yeah, I think throws. I have. Um, we see we have a Ross and a TJ Maxx in our town, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's like the best place for rugs and throws because you can mm-hmm. get them for such. I've got. I think I may have said this on the podcast before, but I've gotten multiple rugs that were like twelve ninety nine at Ross before. Mm-hmm. And I have little boys, so I see rugs as very disposable in my life. So you know what? Maybe that's my problem. Maybe I need to start seeing it as more disposable. That's yeah, probably well, what I need. I to mean, do. I see. My problem is I like a really pretty white rug, which is silly. <laughs> so like, not for my not for like the rug that comes in my door, but like in my living room, mm-hmm. I have a white rug, and yeah. I have to see that as disposable because I have little. Mm-hmm. Boys. So there's yeah, going to be a so dirty <laughs> um something that washed it in the washing machine multiple times and it's been totally fine really yeah I just get one that doesn't have a plastic back on it and you can just throw it in the washing machine oh I need to think about that next time when I need to get a rug for the boys room well I I was gonna try and crochet it we'll see how that works (laughs) yeah oh yeah mine's mine's growing did you see how yeah it looks really cool it looks super cute I don't think I'm gonna have enough of those rolls to make it as big as I want so I'm gonna eventually have to rip some fabric up to make, mm, make mm-hmm. it bigger. But I don't know. See, in my mind, I imagine it being really big at the end, but it just takes so much fabric. So I'm like, yeah, it does. It's about two feet so far. <laughs> One child can sit on it. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. But I really like um, something that's always, and this is probably from growing up, always influenced my feeling of coziness in homes is wood furniture, like real wood furniture. Hmm. Yeah. So like a rocking um, chair. I, what do you mean by wood? Fr- like a rocking chair, like a dresser. What do you mean? Um. Yeah. I guess like dark, dark wood. I'm not. I mean, I like a lot of things that are like light wood, but I prefer dark stained wood. To yeah. me, it just warms anything up. I think so too. Mm-hmm. So, so I've got a lot of um, dark antique type shaker style stuff, mm-hmm. which can be hard because sometimes it can be more expensive to keep your eye out for stuff like that. But I've just had to really learn that when I see a deal, like be able to know what a deal actually is and then Mm -hmm. jump on it ASAP. Yeah. So So. our house, uh, what decoration style, like decor, decor style, would you classify your house? My house is so weird (laughs) because my husband is modern (laughs) and I wish I lived on an Amish, an Mm -hmm. Amish community. (laughs) um, I don't, 
so okay i do think it's more of like a um oh what is the phrase I, I legitimately spent time looking to understand and read the different decorating styles because I wanted to be able to like grow my skill in that area once I knew what I actually liked. Um, and it was industrial, industrial rustic, I think is what mm-hmm. there was like a book that I had gotten. Mm-hmm. Cause I did, I even started keeping a journal, like to understand what color schemes I liked and, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I think it was industrial rustic that I really finally settled on. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I feel like mine's probably just I just call it eclectic because it's a combination of so many different things, but I like industrial stuff. I feel like we have some things that are kind of industrial inspired, Um, but definitely rustic vibes. And then I have like some antique pieces, like my buffet Mm -hmm. that I got antique and I have a pie safe that's antique. So yeah, it, mine's definitely eclectic. And I think it, it, I may have, I feel like I've said some of this stuff before, but um, I feel like it's eclectic mainly because of, we haven't had the money to go out and yes. in the past yes. buy like I so many houses that are like okay this is Joanna Gaines farmhouse style it's because you can afford to go and yes. buy everything that belongs yes. in the Joanna Gaines farmhouse style look um yes. where which I don't, I don't know if Joanna Gaines is the best example because she does throw in a lot of like eclectic type random mm-hmm. find mm-hmm. things at a flea market kind of stuff in her style. But um I know what you're saying because the problem is Target kind of has a pop-up yeah house decorated for you now. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah. So when you pick when you pick like one specific style, you almost have to have a bankroll to go with it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Because mm-hmm. you have to be able to like buy that type of specific light fixture mm-hmm. and mm-hmm furniture and all, you know, all the above that goes with that style. Um, so that's why I say mine is eclectic because it has been what we have found on the cheap or has been given to us or has been handed down mm-hmm. by grandparents that have passed away or, you know, things like that, that is just kind of all morphed together into what has become our home. <laughs> yeah. I think too, when you move, I'm sure you guys experienced this. So we've moved four times, I think during our marriage. And there are just certain things that do not fit a new house, like physically don't fit in the door or don't just fit the style. So something we've had to weigh too, not only the cost of moving, but then the cost of, but this is the decor that I want to buy versus this is the furniture we have to have, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So that really plays into your decorating too. Yeah, that's true. Because you're like, well, this cabinet doesn't fit anywhere in a new home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I have um, an antique um, buffet with a mirror on it that used to be our hospitality hutch basically. And it just mm-hmm. didn't fit in any wall in this house. It didn't make sense. So now it's our dresser, but mm-hmm. I love that it's our dresser now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I have been really blessed because my dad can make furniture. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there is so many pieces in our home that he has made that is, that are just such a blessing. And then it's also like, I always write the date that he made it, you know, under that's it really cool. things that I want to keep forever. Um, yeah. Well, that's really cool. If you um, have a family member that can make things for you or if you and your husband just want to start trying to make stuff because Brian and I did that. Yeah. Jared and I made our kitchen table and a bench mm-hmm. to go with it. And it really, it's not that hard. I mean, it's not that hard Even in the age of Google and Pinterest. Like you can totally make stuff. Although don't try and operate a saw necessarily on your own for the very first time. Maybe <laughs> not. Unless you have been extensively trained on Google of how to operate a saw. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's, it's not, I I think just being adventurous and like willing to work hard is such, 
the backbone of a lot of things with domestic skills, like being, being willing to like work hard, just like try really hard to do something and try to figure it out and put the energy mm-hmm. and the effort into it and see the importance behind it. And I have a question yeah, for you with budgeting stuff and decoration. Do you like have a monthly budget that you use for decor or do you no. not even buy stuff that often or how does it? I don't buy stuff that often. Everyone always asks okay. us about budgeting and I, I feel like whenever we first got married, we did the mint.com budget and kind of like got a handle of it, but we were always mm-hmm. under budget what we even budgeted for because oh, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. that's good. You know, one of us just bought, we don't buy stuff very often. Yeah. Um, and if we do buy stuff, it's like at estate sales and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and not trying to be cheap, but we just naturally like going to estate sales and like a treasure hunt mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, was it in the last episode or this episode that we talked about delayed gratification? <laughs> I, I think it was the last one. Okay. <laughs> I think it was the last one because we were talking about food. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, with the line of thought with delayed gratification, I, I enjoy thinking about like my buffet that I got. I thought about that for probably a year. Just like the mm-hmm. fact that I would love to find a buffet that's this long and fit here. And God has just been so faithful to me with things like even decorating, which seems yeah such a little thing, but it, it's not to me. It's, it's important yeah. to me. And God's been so faithful. Like it's, it's literally something that I pray about. And I'm like, God, mm-hmm. no, this isn't a big deal. And if you don't, if you don't give me a buffet, it's not a big deal, but mm-hmm. um, it's something that I desire. So I would bring it to you. And he provided and like we mm-hmm. got buffet for such a good price. Like, okay. It's seven feet long and it's an antique buffet. I'll just tell all you listeners. So we got a seven foot long antique buffet and it also came with a sideboard that was also antique. And then he also gave me like a, it's a rug that's probably like eight feet or nine feet. It's like a gigantic old rug. And we got it all for $200. So, oh my gosh. That yeah. is so God, amazing. Yeah. God's just been really, really kind and faithful to me about mm-hmm. things like that. And my dad's saying yeah. about being patient and prayerful is so true. Just like, I think that's an important thing with any kind of budgeting or especially with things like home decor that aren't like a necessity in the moment, just mm-hmm. being super patient and prayerful about it. Just ask mm-hmm. God to provide. Like if there's something that you want for your home, but you can't afford it right now, then don't go out and buy it. Just wait and pray. Yes. God yeah. provides things like that. I have two specific examples of that that happened really recently. One was what I did want to go out and I wanted to get a bunch of lamps but I didn't want to have to spend like 50 bucks on a lamp. And even at Target, lamps full price, they were like yeah. 30 bucks. Yeah. So anyways, I, I had to have one for the boys room. And so I was like, well, I got to get that one no matter what. But I wanted two other lamps. And um, one of them, I think I did end up spending about 20 bucks for. And the kids' lamps are not that expensive. I think it was maybe 10, but I was like, oh Lord, I just, I really need another lamp for our room. Our room, I want our room to be cozy. If nothing else feels cozy, yeah. I want our room to be cozy. Yeah. And I was literally praying about it and weighing the cost of the prices. And I walked down one of the other aisles. And at the end, there was this whole clearance section. And there was this perfect lamp for $3 on the clearance end. And I was just like, thank you, Lord. Thank you that I thought to pray. But also thank you for responding so quickly and being kind to me. Yeah. Um, And then the other one was I wanted to get a – because I do kind of like the shabby chic look. Yeah. And so I've been wanting to get a dust ruffle on our bed. I think that would just totally complete the, the look. But this fabric that I liked was like, I think the dust ruffle that I looked at ended up being like close to $300. And I just thought there's, I'm never going to afford that. So yeah. just get rid of the dust ruffle, Lexi. Well, 
Brian had given me um, an Amazon gift card that someone gave him for Christmas. And I just thought, I think it was on Prime Day this mm-hmm. last year. Is that around Christmas time? I can't it was right around Christmas time. There was something that I looked at and I looked at the dust ruffle. Mm-hmm. The dust ruffle was like 70% off and I had a gift card. And I think I ended up spending $10 of our own money on this really? dust ruffle. And I have it now. And I just so love awesome. it. I love yeah. it. So, That's so yeah. Cool. And part of that was being patient because I knew like, yeah. there's no way I can afford this in the moment. Yeah. But just being patient and also in a way, just learning how to look for, not learning how to watch sales, I guess. Yeah. Be diligent about yeah. keeping and checking. and Right. And, and not, I don't know. I think it's important to not be, I don't know if this is right or not. For me, it's important to not be so hardline about like, I have to have this specific thing. Like oh, yeah. house stuff. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. because for me, like, I don't know. I just, I want to be low maintenance about things like that. Like I don't mm-hmm. want, I don't want Jared to feel like there can only be certain, these types of things in our home. Like I don't want mm-hmm. him to feel like excluded from it and I don't want to be. Oh like, yeah. So mm-hmm. for me, like, I don't know, recently. So I wanted these, um, new little lights for beside our bed. I, we have these sconces that are mounted onto our headboard, like mm-hmm. little lights. Cause we always read in our bed at night. And I wanted these really cool, like wooden beaded lampshade thingies that they had mm-hmm. at Hobby Lobby, but they're like $90. You know how Hobby Lobby, it's like, whoa, so often everything in the whole area is like 50% off. But like, if it's not 50% off, it's super expensive. So it was like that. They were like $90 a piece. I was like, okay, definitely not buying those. But I just took a picture of them. Cause I was like, I really like the looks of these. And maybe one day I will get these. Um, but also all the other lights in our house are all like glass globes. So, um, we went to a state sale and they had two glass globes that fit perfectly on those lights. So I'm like, okay, well, those were adorable. This is what God provided. Yeah. They Mm -hmm. they look really cute. And I'm like, okay, this is what God provided. Um, it's not exactly, but it was a blessing. So anyway, I remember thinking that exact thing when we were building our house, so many people asked me like, how is your marriage surviving? Oh yeah. People ask us the same thing. (laughs) And I was like, well, here's the deal. My job is to make my husband's job as easy as possible. (laughs) And so for me, that literally meant I had to pick like one or two things that I really cared about in the house and the rest of them. I had to just not care. Yeah. And and just like, it's not worth it. (laughs) You don't care so much that you make someone else's life miserable. It's like, like, okay, this can either be a pleasant experience that we can look back on with joy, or Mm -hmm. it can be something that ruined our marriage and like gave us a (laughs) difficulty. Like really, is it worth it? Uh, Like pictures worth it? (laughs) It's so true. It's not. So yeah, just, I think being low maintenance with house stuff is important. Um, and to just see the beauty in what you have. I, I mean, I think it's Nancy Wilson talks, or is it Nancy Wilson? I can't remember. Someone talks about having like a box with a tablecloth on top of it for their nightstand or their side table. Oh, but I think that was Edith Schaefer. Yeah. Edith Schaefer. Okay. But someone said this and, and I think that's just a beautiful example of like taking an opportunity to beautify your surroundings and bless people around you, but not being high maintenance and like, Oh, I have to have this perfect color yeah. with my night table. Um, <laughs> just like using what you have and um, thanking the Lord for it because all of it is a provision for him. And mm-hmm. an opportunity to, for you to use your gifts to glorify him and bless the people around you, whether it be something that you saw, found on the side of the road, which is multiple things that are in our house, <laughs> or something <laughs> that you were able to save up and buy that you really love. That's okay, too. But just seeing it all as a gift. Do you have, like, a favorite thing that you and Jared 
diligently saved towards that you guys are just like so glad that you took the time. Um, well, Does that make sense? It, yeah. It's not like a furniture piece. It's actually the carpet in our basement <laughs> because we were going to just leave it um, concrete down here. And we did for a long time, but you know, basements are kind of cold anyway. So the concrete floor down in our basement was always pretty chilly. And we were like, I really think we need to spend the money. Jared actually wanted to. Yeah. Um, and I think we really need to spend the money. And I think that we would use, because we were never coming down here. Because we were like, it's not cozy. It, the floor is cold. Like, the kids don't want to play in the floor, you know. Um, so anyways, we saved up and carpeted our basement. And frequently we're like, that was the best decision. We love it down here now. We always come in our basement now and watch movies and hang out and the kids play. So everyone's Man. excited when we go down in the basement. <laughs> Yeah, that makes me, because we're still, I told Brian, I'm like, I'll give it a year with the cement floors. <laughs> we'll see how it is. Yeah, I bet your floors aren't as cold <sighs> as my basement was, though. Oh, that's true. I could see that being totally I don't different. Know. I don't know. They might, but just something about, like, being underground. The No, that makes sense. So it was just cold down here. But That totally makes sense. Carpet, to me, is really cozy. Like, we didn't really grow up with hardwood floors, and mm. so carpet does say cozy to me, but Brian... I came from a no shoes family. Yeah. Brian is a shoes on family, which okay. means I am a shoes on family. Right. Which means I'm not a carpet family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, all of our upstairs is hardwood just because we do do a lot of hosting and mm-hmm. we, you know, and we have boys. So <laughs> Wait, so do you have carpet on your main floor? No, we don't have any carpet on our main floor. Okay. So the only carpet in our entire house is just in this main room in the basement. I like living room okay. in the basement. Yeah. But everything upstairs is hardwood and very easy to clean. Yeah, I do love that about about the um, – just it is so quick and easy to clean and yeah. less chemicals because you're not worrying about cleaning carpet. But it is kind of – it has been like a, a decorating hurdle I've had to figure out and still haven't yeah. figured out quite well. Like, how do I make this cozy then? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's like this for you, but anytime we host like a large group of people, there's like always a spill, at least one. Oh, it's true. Yeah. So it's just very practical. Like there's no way we can have it. It is. It really is the most practical decision we probably could have made in our home. Yeah. But anyways, um, I think the home edit is a fun book. If you're like doing decorating or anything that that's been a fun book, my friend, my friend Becky got it for me for my birthday, which was really fun. Oh, that's really Uh, sweet. Yeah, so that is a fun book. I feel like when in turn, that's more of an organization book, but um, well, I like that one because it does marry function with beauty. I feel yes. like yes, it does. Um, any home decorating books that you've liked? Um, I think the the recent ones that I, I mean, Edith Schaefer does have some like inspiration on how to. Honestly, all of her stuff is really inspiring. I think what was interesting for me with Edith Schaefer was. Um, when they went overseas as missionaries, I I guess you could call them missionaries. I don't really know what they consider themselves, but they were living on such a tiny budget yet. She made it a necessity to remodel certain parts of their chalets Mm -hmm. that they were renting, not even owning, but renting in order to make it a more beautiful environment to live in. Yeah. And that was just really, it kind of made me feel less bad about ever spending any bit of money on something because I think historically in the past, we were, we knew our house was making a statement about either ourselves or the Lord or what our home was for. And so people were more willing to spend time and money on it mm-hmm. in a, not a sinful way though, because obviously there's a sinful way to go about that. But 
just seeing like how she so often was just so creative in her home, that has been really encouraging for me, pretty much any of her books, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But a novel I read recently was also really helpful to me because I'm the person that doesn't want to spend the money. So I'm just going to go for efficiency. Mm -hmm. So, um, mother carries chickens. It's a novel and it's about a family that I think it's like a family of five or six kids and they end up, their father ends up passing away. And so they have to downsize their home and live on this small budget. And it's just kind of like how the mom has made do in a cheerful way, but they, even their house, they like completely remodeled every single room in that house on a meager, meager budget too. And so I don't know. It just, it always helps me feel like, okay, this is worth investing in because Mm -hmm. of what, what the way it loves my family and the way it's making a statement to others about our love for Christ and our desire to welcome people in. Like he welcomed us in. Yeah. And he, he didn't do that in a wholly efficient manner. He was very lavish with the way he welcomed us in. So um, those are just two books that kind of come to mind. I was listening to a talk. I think it was Rebecca Merkel. I was just sitting here trying to remember who it was. And I think it was Rebecca Merkel. She did a talk and in it, she talked about how beauty touches a person in a way that words can't and how Mm. you'll see this even with like a teenage boy that is just in love with a beautiful girl or whatever. And you can tell him, Mm. you can tell him all the facts of the situation, but it doesn't change a feeling. And, Mm. and and beauty is something that God has created that can, that can do awesome things and, and lead astray obviously. But, um, but if, if we as Christian women and mothers and wives use beauty in our homes in a way that it, that it gives people the beauty of the gospel through a Mm -hmm. surrounding, through a home, through love and care and coziness and safety. If we can Mm -hmm. bring that to people that we invite into our home and then also to our children, like obviously to our children that we want to be preaching this beauty of the gospel. If we can touch them in a way that goes along with all the things that we're telling them through preaching the gospel to them with words, then what an amazing thing that God would allow us to do. <laughs> and, and I think just oh, yeah. beauty in our homes and that in that way is like a gift to be given that God can mm. use is something powerful that we should, yeah. that we should consider as valuable. Yeah. I remember when we lived in our house, our historic home in Ogden, um, that was like, a big change for us because we went from less than 1,000 square feet, I think, to 4,000 square feet. And I just had, I thought I was really good at decorating when I had a tiny spot to decorate. But then when I had this huge house, I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I just remember like, um, there was a little boy that lived down the street that it was very, very, very bad circumstances in his home. And um, he came into our house one day and he literally just stopped at the front door and said, wow, this is beautiful. I've never seen a house like this. Mm -hmm. And I am over here thinking how meager my ability to decorate is. And yet Mm -hmm. to this little boy who has probably never had a mom consider what the house environment might be affecting him like, it was very halting to me to see and hear him say that. And it showed me, honestly, it showed me visibly in person what environment says and can do to somebody's spirit, basically. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so. Anyways, yeah, we hopefully this was inspiring for you guys um, in your homes to just, yeah, cultivate beauty around you. So anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of The Shepherd's Crook. 
The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started the Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.